the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient. Reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Cary Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. System replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Time for our segment politics this week joining me he's the managing editor oceanstatecurrent.com is justin katz and justin my goodness what a week and especially a, a period of 48 hours or even 10 days that governor Armando has had let's start off uh, right off the top as we speak justin dr nicole alexander scott it was announced saturday night that she has tested positive uh the bad news really started prior to that but you know what, let me roll through just the series of events and we can kind of talk fluid about different parts of it, actually, as I think of it out loud. And that is obviously the Rhode Island number one Thursday. Governor Mundo had uh, kind of a contentious press briefing. It's pretty hard saying some of the teachers are thrown in the towel after the briefing. After the briefing, we learned that Brett Smiley, director of administration, who was not on the stage, on the stage was Commerce Secretary Stephen Pryor. On the stage was Dr. Chan, who uh, talked about the vaccine. On the stage was obviously the governor and then Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. After the briefing, we find out that Mr. Smiley tested positive, which I thought was interesting because they certainly could have announced it at the briefing. Friday night, Governor Mundo stops by a wine and paint and uh, gets caught with a photo with her no mask on. And then Saturday night, we find out that she's quarantined in uh, quarantined, along with all those people I mentioned on the stage, Josh Block, her communications director, and Dr. Nicole Scott has tested positive. Let's start off, Justin Katz, your reaction on, let's just start off with Dr. Scott. Well, I, the to me, the biggest part of it is uh, this This is all happening the same week Governor Raimondo's out there on the stage and in the Providence Journal 
essentially bad-mouthing Rhode Islanders for not following the, this is a direct quote, the damn rules. Um, you know, it's all about her and her rules and I, I'm going to get it under control. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make these decisions. And at the same time, her members of her administration are having an outbreak. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's not necessarily their fault, but it means one of, one of two things has to be true. Either um, her own top people, uh, Dr. Scott and, and Brett Smiley, are not following the rules, or the d disease, the rules are, are not entirely effective against the disease. And it what's also interesting, not this week, but I think the week before, or the last week of November, uh, a bunch of researchers at Northeastern and Harvard and Rutgers universities released a study of compliance uh, with social distancing and masking across the country. And Rhode Island's in the top 10 of all states for these things. So Rhode Islanders are following the rules. And I think what it comes down back to and what we never hear suspiciously from people who claim they're following the science is when you have high compliance and yet you're, you're number one in the world, I think for, for uh, infection rate, maybe yep. the rules are not problem. Maybe the Rhode Islanders are not the problem. Maybe, I mean, maybe the rules are the problem and we ought to be reevaluating that. It'd be nice to have some, some admission of that. The other part of it that, that strikes me is what we get from the local news media on these stories with Brett Smiley and Nicole Alexander Scott is essentially a press release. You know, okay, here's what they've done. Here's how they're quarantining. Here's how they're going to continue to work. They don't dig into it and say, well, how did you catch it? <laughs> how did you, what, what happened that you caught this? And it contrasts hugely when any time there's any sort of, um, I, there was an article about Republicans in, in the state not accepting the election results. And they, they grilled Patricia Morgan, Representative Morgan, yes. you know, well, and then put in parent parentheses notes that seem to contradict her as if they're arguing with her. You don't get any of that in these articles about Brett Smiley and Nicole Alexander Scott catching COVID. There could be, well, were you not following the rules? Who had it? I mean, Brett Smiley, they said it was a close contact. Was it at a house party? Was it somebody in your household? Was it, were you at the gym? You know, all these things are relevant. We don't get any of that. And it's, it's really, really lamentable and really wrong that we get this press release atmosphere when this to me undermines a huge part of the governor's approach to this major pandemic story we've had all year. What is your thought on the fact that they released the information on a Saturday night, Saturday night when, you know, you think about it, uh, when, when exactly did the doctor find out that she was positive? If you're trying to bury news I can't think of a bigger place other than the Friday afternoon, which would have been a Saturday night. So what do you think of just the timing of that, um, that that it was held and then released? On, I mean, I just I can't remember the last time there was actually a major news item released on a sat Saturday night. I, I think of you go back to like Nixon when, um, you know, the, the Saturday night massacre, when all the, the people started um well, during the Watergate, but what what does that tell you, Justin Katz? Well, it's it's hard to know actually, because unless I've missed it, they didn't give they didn't give many details about when the tests were done, when they were positive. I mean, if it was a right. quick test, and they and I, Nicole Alexander Scott either felt symptoms or somebody she knew had it or whatever the circumstances were there, uh, and Saturday afternoon went somewhere that got a quick test, got a results right away, and released it Saturday. That's one thing, but you know, if 
they're waiting for these results to come back, uh, especially in the case of Brett Smiley on a Friday night, it's announced. We know it was from a close contact. That's why he got tested. Well, that test that when did that test happen? Was that did that happen right. before the press release? Did they know on Wednesday or Thursday that the, the director of administration had come in contact with a close contact and he had to be tested? I mean, that's the kind of information you'd think we'd get on a rolling basis, not on not kind of, well, let's just see if it comes back negative and then we won't say anything. And if it comes back positive, we'll announce it on a Friday night. And uh, Dr. Scott on a Saturday night. I mean, I, I would kind of hope she got tested after the press release. Uh, or Saturday just to, or, or unless it was just a routine test at some point earlier, but it does, it is conspicuous. Um, and, but I, if, if it was, if they did wait to release these things, it, it was, they, they were unlucky because as you say, the governor had her photo taken out uh, sipping wine in Providence uh, at the same time that these, these revelations are being made. So that, that time, even on a Friday or Saturday night, that timing, could have been better and i think one thing we've seen with with that photo in particular is social media is starting to undo some of the value of releasing this stuff on fridays and on weekends because people are still on their social media sharing things yes so stories yes. start to get out that's a very good point folks it's our segment is politics this week with justin katz managing editor oceanstatecurrent.com i want to touch on the smiley thing because um as someone i mean i was there thursday and i, I just found it interesting the the prior sunday night I noticed on Twitter that he was decorating his Christmas tree. He said it's his favorite day of the year with two of his nephews. And he said it's soon to be niece. Now I would think that. So the girl in the photo is marrying one of his nephews and no one had a mask on. And, you know, during the pause, it's supposed to be immediate household. He said, thank you for, you know, kind of give me, uh, it wasn't that bad, but a reply, a little bit of a clap back at me and said, you know, thank you. But my nephews live with me. They're part of my household but didn't touch on the soon to be niece. So there it is. That was Sunday. And then Thursday, what struck me was I'm just trying to think of the planning. I noticed he wasn't there, but sometimes he's not there because they don't want to have too many people on the stage. So they had Dr. Chan there. And then there's a whole nother element that I also want to ask you about, but, but I just wonder now, are we at the point in the media, if we don't see one of the regular players, do we now have to say, because no one at the media, myself included, I didn't say, by the way, I noticed Mr. Smiley's not here. Does he have COVID? Because the the briefing ended at 2.20, and at 3.20, 3.23.30, an hour later, they sent out a press release that he tested positive. I find it difficult, I, I don't know, but I find it difficult to believe Justin Katz that they didn't know at the briefing that he had it, but it wasn't announced at the briefing. So that's when you, you have to be cautious meeting them because you get a little bit cute with the whole thing. Um, now with Dr. Scott, I do imagine her and the governor being tested. The The element about the photo in what's, what I think you're right about is, and I posted folks, the, the pictures are all up on my website, tweetjar.com, that rocketed Friday night. And it just, I received that over 25 times from people. Justin, I got it. For, I, I, that picture of the governor sitting there with no mask on with a glass of wine in front of her was sent to me by someone. I, I swear I haven't seen them in 10 years. <laughs> and they found it and was like, I need to get this to someone and so forth. But in, 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 if you break it down, letter of the law, she was not doing anything wrong. She was with her husband. 
Uh, although I didn't see food. I think you're supposed to have food, but um, didn't have the mask on at certain times, but mask off, drinking wine. It was uh, 7.30 at night. In, in letter of the law, following the pause, but what do you think of the optics of that? Well, they're, they're not good. I mean, yeah, she was following the law. In fact, I'd go so far. I mean, I'm, I'm skeptical about the rules. So I'd go so far as to say, hey, it's great that she's helping a, a local small business. Supporting you know, a small that. business. I mean, yes. that's all great stuff. But at the same time, you've got gym owners protesting her house saying, yes. let us stay open. So I don't know how you say, yes, it's a good positive thing that I'm out supporting a business with my money sipping wine and painting on date night or whatever it was. Meanwhile, businesses are going out of business when, when they have gyms or dance classes or that sorts of thing. When, you know, they're in the news, those folks saying, look, I've got a giant facility. My classes are small. <laughs> I space everybody out. Everybody's healthy. Everybody has masks. Everybody's good. We haven't had a single case and yet they're being closed. So, so yes, even if it was, I mean, it, letter of the law you kind of have to wonder well how are these laws being created i mean we yes in the last the when she le issued her last batch of orders i took a look at the numbers and the infection rates that we have are all it's home it's work and it's very very slender thread of infections are happening at other places they're happening at retail yes but they're not happening at gyms or what or churches or other what they, they called recreation um so for the governor to say, okay, we're going to leave open this business that I want to go to and sip wine, but we're going to close a gym, that alone is controversial, even if she was following the rules, because there's no reason right. you can't follow the same exact rules at the gym yep. or while exercising at a dance class or whatever it might be. That is a very good point. Folks, quick break, a lot more, and I mean a lot more, with Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006. And also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today, 439 6028 439 6028 whether it's tree removal stump grinding tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. 
It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator, or your stove, or oven, or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This is the perfect time of year. If you're going to have any paving done around your home, really improve the look of it. Well, you want to call J. Perry Paving, letter J, J. Perry Paving today at 732-1730, 732-1730. You can find them online, letter J, J. Perry Paving.com. They're also on Facebook, J. Perry Paving, residential, commercial seal coating patios what a difference it makes how aesthetically pleasing it is folks invest in your home invest in your property your business j perry paving provide high quality fear pricing exceptional service hey they'll offer a free estimate any project what a difference it makes you could have a beautiful home but if you have a cracked driveway or some different cracks or just maybe it hasn't been done in a while Call J. Perry Paving today. This is also a great time of year to have that patio done. Seal coating, residential, commercial, J. Perry Paving. Call them, 401-732-1730. They're the best, 
1730. It's incredible. Asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new project or maybe it's just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, looks beautiful. Hey, and the snow melts right off it. J. Perry Paving. Call them for a free quote. Maybe just thinking about it. This is the perfect time. Have that driveway done, patio done. J. Perry Paving. Call them 732-1730-401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Look for them online at J, letter J, jperrypaving.com, and also on Facebook. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, I want to go back to what also what illustrated to me, and I want to talk about it was the Governor Mundo photo, folks. It, this rocketed viral Friday night. And if you haven't seen the picture, I do have it up on the website, petro.com. Justin, for me, it illustrated a number of things. Here were some of the things people were saying. She told everyone you're supposed to be home during the pause, and instead she's home. She's out. Well, number one, that's not exactly accurate. It, it does tell me that people were believing you're supposed to be home, not realizing that restaurants are still open. So also people saying you're supposed to have your mask on. Well, except if you're in a restaurant, you are supposedly you are allowed to take it off to eat and drink. It shows me, Justin, that as much as they think they're being effective with these, you know, the Thursday briefing, and this is something I've kind of been saying for a while, the regular average person, they, they, there's too many rules. They can't follow the rules. They don't know what's allowed, what's not. One person was uh, putting on social media, and she was saying that if you're at a restaurant, you're supposed to put your mask on in between eating and drinking or in between bites. Now, that's not accurate. That was actually the governor of California that said it. But to me, it proves a point. People can only absorb so much. They can't figure out, are they supposed to be home? Are they supposed to be out? Is the restaurant open? Is it closed? Can you take off the... I, I'll tell you, Justin, it's just the optics were, were terrible. People were crucifying her online. Well, I mean, in, in fairness to people, it's not off... It's not. I don't think most of it is an inability to follow the rules. I think that what the governor has ignored through this whole thing is people aren't at their web t television sets every one every whatever it is yes. tuesday at one o'clock yeah. dying for every word she says they're not even necessarily reading newspapers or watching the tv news a lot of news gets out on social media or just in conversation yes. i talked to my neighbor yeah. and he said oh you've got to stay home during a pause and that's yep. if that's how people are getting their information it's up to government to make sure that they get the information uh, and and some of it frankly is comes back to the governor and her something I've mentioned a lot over the last six months is her, she's kind of coy with what's a rule, what's a guideline. Am I, am I going to be arrested if I'm at home? Or is that just kind of a suggestion? You know, it's just all that kind of, she, you, you never quite know what's actually going to be a fine. What's not. Can I, if I have friends over to my house, are they going to bang down my door or is that just the recommending it? So she's been very coy with that. And, and that's the problem is you can't, you can't have a, have a strategy for dealing with a pandemic that relies on 100% compliance, 100% understanding of every every rule there possibly could be. You have to right. you have to pick a broad stroke, and it was never going to work that you could get everybody to 100% compliance. And it comes back to her insulting the people of, of Rhode Island with her, you know, not following the rules comments. Is you know that's not 
it's not up to them. If you're if your policy requires 100% compliance, the policy is broken. And and now we're finding out that even if you follow the rules, it's it would prevent the, the outbreaks we're seeing. And I think that's yeah. the frustration. Even people who aren't necessarily pa- paying close attention intuitively know this. You say no, you know, if, if you're it's hurting cats, you know, that, the, all those phrases you hear about, uh, people know you're not going to be able to do that. And so for her to be out there, especially because it's become a national story, and she ought to be not not the governor, but politicians and others going out. And you mentioned California going out to dinner, doing this, doing that, getting caught not complying with their own rules. That's a national story. And she has to be aware of that and behave accordingly. And and I think maybe she just felt like a small wine and paint event was was not big enough for there to be any spies, but uh, she got caught. And, and the person taking the photo, by the way, they didn't mean it in a destructive way. And there were several photos, by the way, of her with the girl running it. And, uh, and uh, the first gentleman was there and, and they did, the first couple had their masks on, but it's the element of the moment she just took her wine off. I don't even get the impression they were there that long. Um, that moment, the, this girl was just taking a photo saying, and they call her Auntie Gina. Oh, look at this. Auntie Gina stopped by, you know, the briefing, the wine event. I don't, the person that took it, they didn't post it the way I saw it, not as a like, aha. But it was just innocent enough, not knowing. But you know what, Justin, you're right. To me, what the governor learned Friday night is she, she just can't be out. Um, I'm sure it was a nice gesture they did. The girl was thrilled that she went. Um, the girl has some connection to Black Lives Matter, and the girl was posting, see, I told all of you Gina was going to stop by. She said she would come by. She came by. And so what seemingly was a nice gesture, I think the governor just learned, you, you can't. It's, it would almost be, it's like Tom Brady being seen out the night before a big game. It just, it doesn't work in this climate, even if she, you know, wants to argue, is following the letter of the law. What I was also trying to point out is there have been so many modifications that people just don't – you're right. People are complying, but then it starts to get into no one can really keep track of what all these rules and regu- regulations are. Now, let's talk about the fact this is the first time that I remember that a governor has been quarantined. She's quarantined for this – I think the next – the briefing is now Friday. So – she is quarantined, and what do you um, make of the fact? Can she effectively govern being quarantined at home? Well, I, you know, honestly, I, I think with technology, the governor's job can largely be done remotely and by phone. Um, sure. What's interesting there is I know I've heard in my own circles a lot of confusion about how long you have to quarantine for, and the state has actually seems to be relatively slow to follow the CDC and shorten the amount of time. So now that it's the governor, yeah. we're hearing, oh, it's seven days if you get a negative test on day five. So now we're right. down to one week. And that, so hopefully that information can start going out because most people still think it's two weeks. Um, and they were, they were very slow to get to that point. Um, so I, I, think, I think that's important. And I, I think, yeah, I think the governor can, can do her job. But one thing it brings up is something we've talked about in a recent past is where is the lieutenant governor? Where's Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. I mean, you'd think there would be some cooperation. So the governor could say, okay, I'm going to have to quarantine for a week. I will be able to conduct all my business, but for backup, I've got a lieutenant governor who's going to go do X, Y, Z, cut this ribbon or do whatever else she was going to do in person, or at least be communicating with him, or at least have the news media say, well, what about Dan McKee? What if you catch it? What if you die? I mean, that's a real live possibility now. Um, 
I mean, if you believe it's as deadly as, as we're being told. So that's the other angle that I thought was one. So first the, the quarantine suddenly we're, we're suddenly we're getting a lot more attention to the fact that the quarantine is only a week and not two weeks. And second, where's the Lieutenant governor and why is he not in this story? And would you, and just opinion now. So you, if you were her, you were governor Mundo, you would now activate and start to utilize Lieutenant governor Dan McKee. Cause, because keep in mind now that's time consuming you. That means two hours talking to him to explain everything, even though now everything is zoom and phone call text or whatever it may be she's she seemingly is fine that's two hours that you're not working because now you're trying to bring him up to speed <laughs> well yeah i mean you could maybe skip the wine and paint and, and update the tech <laughs> but no, frankly on, i mean honestly I, I've, that's that's a very good point maybe invite him along <laughs> yeah, exactly See, he could, six, that's he could sit six feet away and he could put plexiglass sure. between them but no i i you know when i'm asked these kind of questions what, what, what keeps coming back to me is she should have been doing that from the beginning. It shouldn't be two hours because he ought to be briefed on everything. I mean, if, if this, they don't operate. That yeah, way. no, but they should. If, the if this pandemic have. is this dangerous that we have to be destroying our economy in order to, to stop it. And everybody's going to be practically forced probably to go out and get a vaccine. That's just hot off the shelves. I mean, if, if it's that serious, one of the very first questions I would have asked myself as governor is, all right, what happens if something happens to me? Obvious answer, it's the lieutenant governor True. takes the job. I guess then, right. back in March, I have to keep the lieutenant governor up to speed on everything important except, you know, really top secret stuff he's not allowed to know. That's that's really what ought to have been going on over the last nine months. But it's not that at all, because it, either the governor doesn't take the virus as seriously as she says she does, or she she doesn't think her responsibility extends to preparing for her own possible demise, which which is just irresponsible. Well, all right. Before we go to break, let, let's be fair. The, the, we haven't seen anyone politician now die in office from this. So everything's a time commitment. We can we can agree to disagree on that. I, I don't know if she's uh, needs to brief him because she be going, could be on her deathbed. Well, but hold on. The, it is interesting. The, the Providence Journal article is a little glowing profile on what it's like to be the queen. It was it was headlined what it's like to govern under a during the pandemic you're right last monday i you know i don't like those in an active situation because it's like a perspective it's like you're looking back to boy that you know blizzard was coming and we got hit i never think those are constructive um that was interesting that uh that, that they agreed to do that and also the briefing now instead of a week that all this is going on that we could almost the governor of massachusetts is having more frequent briefings the governor now cannot do one She's now tweeting. She tweeted this morning. So now she's become President Trump. Um, but she will not be doing it in appearances. There have been very far and few in between. In, in, and also, just to be clear and accurate, there's no there's been no ribbon cuttings. I get her daily schedule. It's basically the briefing. And then and, and, and it is because of the pandemic, Justin. But um, and then maybe she's part of like a Facebook Live or something. But if you look at the news, there are no more of those events because then they'd all be gathered together and, you know, the shovel or, you know, the big check or whatever it is. There's just nothing like that. Folks, quick break. Uh, a lot more. Justin Katz, our segment is Politics This Week right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. 
Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once in a lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers. Where Rhode Island gets engaged. Ever in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today. 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain. 401-272-3340. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Now, Justin, this past summer, I uh, covered there were two protests outside the governor, Governor Mundo's house in Providence with uh, defund the police. They say Black Lives Matter, but it was really just members of defund the police chanting Black Lives Matter just because there is a structure of Black Lives Matter Rhode Island. Um, Yesterday or on Sunday, some some people upset gym owners were protesting in front of her house. Is that fair game? Your opinion? Well, I think it's an unhealthy development. Um, but sort of like uh, ballot harvesting. I think it's, it's bad, but if it's the game, it's the game. Uh, you can't have just mm. one side leveraging that sort of, good that sort point. of thing. So I, I, think, I, don't, I don't think it's a good development, but uh, it was predictable that people would start 
start expanding. It wouldn't just be the progressives who are taking advantage of that ability to intimidate politicians. Uh, if if that's yes. what we do now, that's what we do now. It's not just the state house; it's your house. Which again, I don't, I don't, I don't like that development. But I haven't seen anybody on the left complaining about it when it was their own. Um, You're their right. Own issues being pushed. Good so point. I think that's We're going to see more and more of that. You know, that's an interesting point, because even then, when the governor was asked that I went to them, and by the way, the group yesterday seemed to be far more polite than when oh, I sure. was there. You know, they're dropping F-bombs, they're throwing off explosives. They were at one point, Black Lives Matter, a member of them or defund the police, whatever. They were trying to get in the house, uh, swearing at the neighbors. They were there for a long time. Yesterday seemed and yesterday, though, the governor was home. There she was quarantined inside. That is an excellent point. At the time, the governor said, nope, they're just exercising their right. And what's good for the goose now, that that is maybe going to uh, become the norm. I also want to touch on Justin Katz, that when the governor was up for the health and human services, seemingly, and then didn't get it, there was a member of the media saying, you know, the governor likes to stress to people how much he's enjoying this job and you're not going to just jump at anything. And I was trying to say, I really believe right now, if you're one of those governors in, in the United States of America, it, you're sitting on a tinderbox. You're sitting on a powder keg. You're, you're watching the people that were popular in May, and that is Governor Newsom of California, Governor Cuomo, Governor Baker, Governor Mundo. Fast forward to December, and, and you are one step away from an angry mob outside with the pitchforks and the, and the, pit torch, the torches. And, and, and that's what she's experiencing right now, which, you know, Rhode Island shoots to number one. The gyms are closed. Smiley test positive. Dr. Scott test positive. She's seen out with no mask on and a glass of wine. And boom, we are back to the last time I heard people this upset was when she showed up at the protest and didn't have a mask on. Right. Well, and we should stress, I mean, the, the gym owners, I, I, from the pictures I've seen, it was light out. And so at this time of year, that means it yes. was probably before dinner versus the it versus was. defund the police. It it's, it's dark in the summer. So yes. they're out there at 930 night, on a Sunday screaming, night. Excellent noise. Point. So the, the pitchforks yep. from the, from let's let, this probably isn't accurate, but from the political right, from the people who are just protesting for their for their their rights as business owners, they're much more they're still much more polite. And so I think there's there's a long yes. way to go. I mean, the, the the left, the progressives, they're already at pitchforks when when there's something they want. So I think the illusion that maybe should sh start to shatter for Governor Raimondo and the rest is that it's only going to be the people on the left who are pretty much on their side who are going to be doing the uh doing a home protest and once once that really boils over i, I think you're right you're, you, it starts to get when, when it gets to the point that business owners are trying to get into the house and coming late at night then that's really time for the the political class to panic and i don't think we're far i mean it's it is one of the consequences of this lockdown strategy is you're you're wearing people's patience thin and then to be be yeah. in the newspapers doing the the scolding mom routine why can't you people just follow my rules i'm trying to get a handle on this uh that just throws more fuel on the fire so i i, th I think things are getting and we're, we're seeing it nationally as well with uh, the the protests about the you know, stop the steal regarding the election they're they're still going and they're not fading away like some people probably thought they would by now i think so i think we're getting yes. we're getting to a, a more dangerous place and while while the while the news media likes to promote say the proud boys as the antithesis or, or a parallel to antifa which they're not but if 
that's that's not really what ought to be the concern. What ought to be the concern are all the other people who are just about had it. And when when your business you you've done everything you could, you probably people probably took a lot of risks to take out loans or did X, Y, or Z to keep their business open, thinking this would all be a few months. And when we're now in December, uh, with people looking at the new year and another shutdown, that oh two week pause. Okay, we'll do it for one more week. Uh, Oh, by the way, don't have anybody over for Christmas because that'll mean we'll have to do this all again in January. At some point, people start to become become angry and desperate. And I, th- I think it's not that far away. And so I would hope the lesson no. from Raimondo for getting caught out sipping wine is not, I can't go out. It's maybe my rules are ridiculous. and I need to start revising them because people are getting angry. I mean, that, that really is a it's part of the lesson. You know, you have to, you have to put people in your calculations you know, that, and that's historically a problem progressives have is they, they think, okay, we'll come up with a plan and everybody will follow it. and It'll be great. No, people are people. And that's, it's just how it works. Let's touch on that story that was in the Providence journal. Uh, I thought they were uh, trying to portray the uh, writer certainly was the Republicans at the Rhode Island state house in a poor light questioning Patricia Morgan you know, Justin Katz, and the whole gist of it, folks, that didn't anyone that didn't catch it was just that none of them will acknowledge that Biden is the president. So but nowhere in that article do they mention <clears throat> Rhode Island, 520,000 votes, most ever. Nowhere does it mention that early voting started 20 days you know, out, first time they've ever had that. Nowhere does it mention that for the first time ever there were non-notarized mail ballots. It, it, it's that you there's nothing in the article. That would even suggest why certain people are leery of the results that we experience. That no one that legitimately looks at this, if you're honest, believes the result that came out. What seems to be lacking is the proof to pull or prove that they're they're not accurate results. That's what seems to be missing. Well, it's the the and uh, those news articles are are such a large part of the problem because they don't take seriously serious concerns um so and and it, the the sort of sneering mockery just drips right out of them there's one point in that that article where um patricia morgan mentioned something about uh none of the mail ballot folks had to show id and there's a in, in anderson patrick anderson of the province journal puts in parentheses id is never needed for for emergency ballots or absentee ballots which is a fair point except you leave out a whole lot of context i mean i think politifact would have called that mostly false or something to that extent because i mean these are supposed to be absentee ballots that's under the law what you can do if you know you can't be there you go and you you've then you get a ballot and you fill out an affidavit. I'm not going to be able, I don't think I'm going to be able to get there. There are multiple signatures. It's, it's, a, it's a process. And so if you say, okay, you don't have to show ID, well, maybe that's acceptable. But when it's, hey, we're sending out ballot applications to everybody, we're getting rid of the signature requirement yeah. and there's no ID, that's a fair and reasonable point. And so to, to, to just dismiss that like that really undermines Anybody who's who's not already you know smirking behind their behind their mask while reading this article in the Providence Journal, if they're if they actually have some concerns and what are these Republicans actually thinking, they're they're going to not get anything, and they might even see that as an excuse to not trust the journalist. And I think nationally that's too. It's not just you know the John Marion from Common Cause Rhode Island was in that article saying there's no proof of widespread fraud. Well, all right, maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe not, or is it is it no widespread fraud or, or not widespread enough to change the result? And all of that 
additionally leaves aside the other things that a lot of us, me included, I'll admit to this, think are, are pretty fraudulent about the whole election process, not only not only the mail ballot process itself. So even if even if there was no evidence of direct fraud, that to me was here, let's get out every low information voter we possibly can and, and ballot harvest and get all those votes in there. That was fraudulent in my view. On top of the news media, also this week, we, we've had the news media no longer able to ignore the Hunter Biden story. This is this uh, you know, corruption uh, allegations against uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter, uh, that was that was killed. I mean, commenters on my site were mocking the idea that it was even yeah. an issue. Oh, yeah, that that, that right. laptop that somebody found. That's really suspicious. That's Russian disinformation. That whole thing. I mean, if you if you read broadly and not just mainstream news media stuff, you, you see studies and surveys and stories and any one of these things, whether it's whether it's burying the Hunter Biden story, mail ballots be proliferating. Um, tech tech censorship of conservative stories or, or even political advertisements from, from President Trump, any one of those could have accounted for this, this outcome. And I, I, so I, those are very serious things. And if you don't take them seriously and address them and, and actually talk them out with people, you, then you're, you're really going to have, get to a situation where you've already got, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, the, the head of the Republican Party in, in Texas, putting out a press release saying maybe states that respect the Constitu Constitution should form a union. I mean, that's secessionary talk. Mm. That's where we're going. Yeah. And a lot of it is because people know the news media doesn't take them seriously. And they're, they're just a, it's just an opportunity for mockery. And it's, it's dangerous stuff to me. One final question, Justin Katz, before I let you go, folks, again, our segment is politics this week. Uh, I worked with her at, at uh, WPRO. Anita Buffoni is a reporter for Channel 12. Since Kim Kaluni got promoted to anchor, she's been covering the briefing. She put out a tweet uh, on Thursday that her and Dr. Scott were holding down the fort at the briefing of an of an ever what, – what, I just want to get the phrase right. It was a growing sea of men at the briefing. Now, Justin, you and I obviously are both men. So I, it just do you see anything gender involved with the briefings or the questions? Because I just want to give context. Channel 10 assigned early on. Brian Crandall is the reporter that goes. Now, sometimes when Kim Clooney was out, her Ted Nisi would be there. Sometimes I've seen Walt Buteau there. Um, when Brian Crandall was on vacation, they had female reporter from Channel 10. Channel 6 on Thursday had a male reporter there, but sometimes they've had female reporters the journals had some female reporters, by and large, male reporter. But and then up on the stage, Stefan Pryor was there instead of Linda Coit. Um, Dr. Afonte, uh, the commissioner, Afonte Green, was not there. And Governor Mundo did tap this Dr. Chan, who's a man, to give it. But what, what do you make of that? Someone, I, I think then she was like, oh, it's just an observation. But what do you make of that? Am I missing something or where's the gender disconnect that someone it never it never occurred to me as I'm sitting there to look around and say, I can't believe this is all men that are covering. Yeah, yeah, let me what do let you, me what count you, the people in the audience by gender. I, you know, yes. I, it, I, personally, I find that that stuff offensive, um, partly because I, you know, I, I kind of believed what I was brought up to believe is, you know, we, we ought to consider people on their character and people who do, the best person for a job ought to get it. And that sometimes you're not going to get 
break that down by the uh, by the demographics of the country. But th- we've had now decades, especially um, on on the gender side, we've had decades of this kind of you go girl, girl power kind of stuff. And people, they, they grew up with it. And they've been kind of trained to, to see the world that way. Uh, so it, it probably was just a, hey, here are the gals holding down the fort. Um, I'm probably going to get in trouble for using that, that word gals, but. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. But on top of that, her and Dr. Scott are not holding down anything. Dr. Scott's up on the stage. You're there covering her. So what do you mean holding yeah. down the fort and just two women? And then what's Governor Amundo? I, I don't understand that comment in any way. And again, she then was like, oh, I was just making a, but what, what observation, what is the, and then someone from Channel 12 was like, I'm proud to work at Channel 12, but we have a female news director. They've also had comments in the past, like, it's a Channel 12 thing. It really is. And I don't know if it's, you don't see that anywhere else. Does that mean Crandall's not doing a good job because he's a man? Should I not be there because I'm a male? Should Governor Amundo have said, all right, I need a female doctor that's going to explain about the vaccine? Like, where are we going with this? But does someone feels are, are they being encouraged to make that comment <laughs> you know, like at Channel 12? Because I've seen, hey, I put on Channel 12 and they had two women anchoring and a woman in sports and a woman in weather. And it was just that, you know, girl power. Like, what is that? What, what do you make of that? Is that are they trying to corner the market on that? Like, what where are they leading with that, that their news is better because of that or? I, I'm missing the point. Well, I, part of, I, I do wonder, and I've, I've noticed Channel 12 across the board in the past year, to me, has completely undermined their credibility with the social justice stuff. Uh, and I've kind of ascribed it to just having younger folks getting in charge. I think they've, they've grown recently, and so they've filled in a lot of their newsroom with younger people who have been indoctrinated their whole lives with this stuff. Uh, but I do think that they may be looking at demographics and saying, oh, the, the female news consumer market is underserved in Rhode Island. So let's play that up. That's possible. But I think to me, you, you put your finger on the, the really the biggest concern here uh, is this idea we're holding down the fort, me, the reporter and the head of the Department of, of Health. And it, you start to wonder, well, if you see yourself as on her team, and it's going yes, to the governor, that's a problem. you're supposed to be interrogating her. And maybe that's why we're not yes. getting that. Hey, so you tested positive. Where did you catch it? Were you wearing a mask? Was it at home? Was it here? We're not getting that interrogation because they feel like they're on the same team by virtue, I think, of their progressivism, but also their their gender and, and identity politics. And Brett Smiley as a gay man gets that same gets some coverage of that protection as well. And I think that's that's really the, the biggest concern is this idea of, yeah, we're we're on the same team versus you men, which all right, fine, I'll I'll stop watching Channel 12 and I'll I'll go somewhere where I, I'm not, you know, in, posing on your your matriarchy but uh it I, it is those sorts of comments I, I you know it goes right back to the social media being being death for the mainstream media because people can see what these people really think and and just finally you know they do run the exclusive every tuesday kim colunian does the interview sit down with governor Armando. it never it didn't occur to me that they feel it's like woman must interview a woman you know justin i would like to um imagine if we the growing sea of men you know, if we really want to have fun, let's let's uh, replace the word men if we want to replace it with, oh, I don't know, people of color, growing sea of Latinos, growing sea of Jewish reporter. I mean, you would never say anything <laughs> like that. So why is that acceptable? And I don't understand. It's it's maybe it's got to be it is a Channel 12 thing, though. 
And it never occurred to me of how dear Channel 10 said Crandall. He's a man to cover the breed. Well, anyhow, folks, he is the managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin Katz, our segment of politics this week. Just an excellent job. One for the books. Stay safe. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Henry Oil. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200 for Henry Oil. It's not your imagination. It is getting colder. Call Henry Oil today. Since 1947, a Rhode Island success story, you can depend on Henry Oil. 401-521-0200. Set up a service contract, budget plans, lock and cap pricing. Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Call them today at 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200 or online at henryoil.com. Dot com. Listen, it's going to get colder. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Remember, Preferred Towing and Recovery, they're located in Lincoln, and they service the entire state. Preferred is also female-owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband, Mark Labby. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. You know, Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely. Preferred Towing, call them today, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500, or online at preferredrecovery.com, as well as Facebook, Preferred towing they can also you know they buy older vintage cars maybe it's from the 60s 70s maybe you have one it's been sitting in, in your garage for who knows how long the last 15 years and you keep saying you know someday i'm going to restore that but how about instead call today 401-725-8500 call for a fair offer today it's preferred towing in recovery located in lincoln 401-725-8500 Again, they've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job done safely, secured, safely and securely. Preferred towing, 401-725-8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook.